Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. Of course, I'm back because I told y'all um, I didn't do a video yesterday, so I'm doubling up today. And I think I will get to a point where I'm just kind of doing videos that are probably not in alignment with if you're listening to it on Anchor or Spotify, um, whichever one's convenient, or even just trying to make videos on my phone if I don't have the space to like set up this actual camera. Um, so it'll be a little bit more or less informal. But this is where I am right now. This is what I'm intentionally making time for because at the end of the year, I wanna see 365 videos. Unless this is a leap year, like I don't know when leap years happen, you know, but I don't think there's any extra days in February this month. <laughs> but anyways, um, I was just on the last video talking about my goals, some of my goals and the time limit I'm giving here. And I'm not gonna lie, like I share a lot with y'all. <laughs> I share more than, um, than I'm used to. I share more than I've even shared, you know, since I've started doing this podcast before I did the video element. And I'm getting more comfortable with that there's I don't I don't know if some of y'all are not on Twitter. I was inactive on Twitter for at least two to three years and I'm just now getting back. I'm like, dang, I miss Twitter. <laughs> and now I finally got back in the algorithm because I think they probably thought my page was spam because there's this horoscope thing that posts every day from my page, but I wasn't posting at all. So they probably thought it was some type of spam. But I finally got back in the algorithm where I can see people I actually know and they responding to me. So I was like, that's good. I want to keep this up because Twitter is a great like resource and just kind of get quick thoughts off. Um, and I just forgot how fun Twitter can be. But I was on Twitter and there's this trend that's been going around. They've been posting, of course, on Instagram as well, where they're... Um, finding old tweets of people that we know are celebrities now before they were celebrities like Megan Thee Stallion had a tweet and it said I really need a team because this music this music stuff gonna really pop off for me and she tweeted that back in 2014 or 2015 and it had a picture of her the way of course Instagram I mean Twitter you know, marked it up is that they had it like on a billboard. So they had that tweet, the date and time that she tweeted because it time stamps it. Sorry, y'all, that's the bell. I'm at school. And then it has the, um, and then it had her picture of her, you know, now living in her dream. It had her like at a concert in one of her costumes. And then it had, they had a tweet, an old tweet from Issa Rae saying, you know, I just want to become a more successful version of myself. And her tweet was from like 2013 or something like that. And it had a couple of people who they found old tweets of them kind of speaking their dream. And so then I was like, I want to try that. And I found myself getting some level of anxiety, you know, because we're kind of taught like, don't share your dreams or don't tell people this, don't tell people that. But I was like, I tweeted. I was like, you know, my voice is going to touch millions. <laughs> That's what I said. And I was like, you know, I envision myself all the time just being interviewed by Oprah. You know, and I never really said that out loud. My homegirl knows because I talk about it all the time. But 
I was like, I just see myself talking to Oprah. I don't know about what, but <laughs> I just kind of play around in the shower. Like I'm getting interviewed with her, meaning I did something of value that she wanted to learn or know about. But I saw this one woman I know tweet, you know, I get everybody sharing their dreams, but be careful because there are people, you know, who don't want to see you win. And when I read that, it immediately made my heart jump. I don't know why, but it did. Like, oh, did I tweet wrong? And I know she wasn't directly talking to me because a lot of people started doing it because these tweets of these celebrities that we know were going viral. So people like, shoot, you know, when people look back at my tweets, I want them to be able to pull it. I called this, and I think there's something cool about that. Like, they really spoke it and envisioned it, and it's like, dang, it really popped off for them. You know, of course, they put it in the work, but to see that that's what they wrote down and they intended, you know, and then that they're living it and that to resurface, there's something so, um, it's hard to put it in words what that is for me and to see and witness that, like just the power of prayer, manifestation, of intentionality, of, of really intending a thing. But yeah, her tweet and then this, there was another woman who retweeted her and was like, you can't, people can't stop what God got for you. <laughs> and I, I felt so affirmed by her saying that. And I was like telling myself, you know, Whitley, if you felt inspired to share, like that's something that's dope for you, you know, share. I'm all for, to me, I'm all for privacy. You know, even people who really know me, like they know they have to like sometimes squeeze in personal information out of me or it has to be like I'll tell them really really randomly or they'll have to listen or hear something like this and they'll be like what I didn't know that about you like I'll never forget I did a video during the summertime and my homegirl was like I never knew you got cheated on that would have been helpful it had you would have told me the story I you know listened to on your video you know, when I was going through such and such, she was like, I didn't know that about you. And I talked to her. I talked to her a lot. We lived together for like two years. So, you know, it, it was just interesting for even her, somebody who's really close and proximate to, to me. You know, I don't share a lot of information, but I am getting to the point where, um, I'm, I'm becoming a more emotionally aware, I'm emotionally intelligent, I'm becoming more confident, and I think I'm growing less out of fear because I think sometimes the things that we can keep private or secret or like how the woman tweeted, you know, oh, you don't want to share that because people going to try to stop, they don't want to be happy for you. While that can be true, I'm not going to focus on those people because I think we do have to have discernment about what we share and when we share it and who we share it to. I think that just goes without saying and some people don't understand that. So they may share something before it's time and then be mad because the seed didn't have time to grow roots. And it's like you shared it in a time and a space where it's kind of like you didn't give it time to, to blossom. Like, for instance, there are opportunities that came my way that people didn't know I had until I posted, until I was at the event or until I had done it. Those are some things that I don't 
share all the way. Like even when I got hired at the university, I didn't share that until I had probably walked in my first class because it felt so unreal, even though I had had the job for four months at that point before we had even started. So there are things like that that I just think take discernment because you want it to plant. It's just like if you're in a new and budding relationship and you see a lot of potential in it, to me, it's person. Some people wouldn't know I have a man until we like real official. That's just how I am. And that's what I think is to me is important because some things do need to be incubated. Now, certain people might not know. There are a lot of women um, in, in who are in healthy relationships, not those women who just ashamed of their, you know, pregnancy for whatever reason. And I don't, you know, I don't have no judgments about that because I completely understand. But those women who, there are women who are in happy, ha happy and healthy relationships who keep their pregnancy uh, a secret and don't post on social media, don't even tell a whole lot of people who are, who love them, maybe because they've had a miscarriage before. And so they just kind of want to go through the first trimester without a lot of people knowing or getting their hopes up. Like I remember my own sister was like that. My sister was probably like five, four or five months before I found out she was pregnant with my now niece at the time. And I was like, why didn't you tell me? And she was just like, I just kind of wanted to keep it a secret because of what happened last time. Cause she did, she had a, um, she had a miscarriage before and she had a baby that she had that didn't make it after a few weeks. And I, I haven't had kids, so I don't know what that's like for a mother. So, you know, there are certain times where, yes, certain dreams, certain things that you're working on, certain things that you're bringing into fruition, you have to have discernment about and, and, and know when to share or who to share it with or even if you're comfortable sharing. But for me, um, some of the things that I have been sharing, like, I wanted to keep at first, I'm only giving this job five to seven years. I wanted to keep that under wraps because I was, you know, having that mindset like, oh, you know, somebody going to be plotting on me. But it's like, who's going to be plotting on me in my job? And if they are, either way, that's going to be all the more motivation for me to get up out of here. But I felt comfortable sharing that a while ago because it's something about sharing on here that's been empowering me because it's also like when I say it and I know somebody is going to be watching even if at this time like when I'm recording this video in 2022 in January 2022 even if people you know don't end up watching this until a year from now like they're gonna be able to look back at this video and be like, dang, she spoke that, she talked about that and she stayed intentional with it. She, this is what she got out of it. Like, I like to see those stories. There's a YouTuber that um, I listen to daily and he's been on YouTube for a while, but he was inconsistent. And I'll never forget, he said around 2019 is when he started making videos every day. And I remember that video because that's around the time I got onto him. And I'll never forget it. And he makes like hour long teachings. And I remember he got on there one day, he was teaching about something and he was like, I think I'm gonna come on and try to do this YouTube thing and try to do it every day. Like invest my time and it was in 2019 and he literally has done it. And 
now when he reflects on that time, when he reflected on it in 2020, when he reflected on it in 2021, saying that's the most money he's made, he could speak, he could stop half of his traveling engagements because now YouTube brings him in money for how he's built his pro, uh, platform. I was like, dang, I remember when he intended to make a video every single day. So to be able to go back and see where he said that in the video and then he really did it and then be able to see his results or hear him reflect on it and talk about it, there's power in that. Whether you're there at the inception or whether you come later on in the journey and you start like digging into all these videos and then come back and see, dang, she was talking about that a year or two ago. Like think of the people that you listen to, especially if you're like on YouTube and the people that you either grew with and saw at the beginning. Um, like there are some Instagram comedians and stuff that people grew up with when they was just, they was on their flip phone and now, you know, they getting invited to award shows or you're seeing them in movies. For me, I remember when Sean Bankhead, if you don't know, he's a choreographer. At this point, he's done shows, movies, award shows. But I remember watching him when I was in middle and high school on YouTube. And you could tell we had them pixelated phones back then. But I, I just remember his choreography back then. I used to always watch. And I'll never forget when I first saw him. And it probably wasn't even his first award show, but I saw him performing on the Soul Train Awards. Um, probably back when I was about to be a senior, it was like 2010, 2011. I had felt like, dang, he made it. And then, you know, a couple of years later to see him do the Sierra video um, with Nicki Minaj and just all these different things and, continue, and see him to continue rising and working with the most popular stars at this point. It's like, dang, I felt like I grew up with him. But he wasn't afraid to put himself out there early on. Um, he didn't do a lot of talking. He was doing a lot of dancing. But since my platform is speaking and I'm talking about self-love and I'm documenting my journey and, you know, I'm telling y'all things that's on my mind. I feel that I will be inauthentic if I don't let y'all in on some of the things that I authentically struggle with, that I authentically want to work towards, and what motivates me to get to those points. You know, I feel like I'll, it wouldn't be real about the whole, I wouldn't be being real about the entirety of my process, and it wouldn't be relatable. So for me, you know, I want people to see when I have 100,000 followers, when I have 1 million followers, I want those people who are enthralled <laughs> with these videos or my work or whatever I'm doing to come back to a video like this and be like, dang, back in 2022, she spoke this. She said she wanted to do this and now she doing it like that's dope. Now she is on Oprah. That's dope. Now she do got all of these followers. That's dope. Now she is, you know, teaching in this capacity. That's dope. She always says she didn't want to be at that middle school forever. <laughs> like, I, I want y'all to be able to see that. You know, I want to see that because I know I like seeing that with the people who I follow, who I've seen their story, whether I was there at the beginning or whether I came in later, but I was so fascinated with their story, with their message, that I went back and it's like, dang, to see that they was recording these videos in their little apartment and, you know, they was doing this, this is what they had on, and now they didn't glowed up. <laughs> 
and it just gives this um, sense that too, we all have to start somewhere. And oftentimes we start with just that dream. And I think there's power in speaking it and writing it down. Now you don't have to tell everybody, um, again, have discernment. And there's parts of my dream that you all still don't know nothing about because those parts are more, more intimate. But telling y'all a basic goal like, hey, this position I'm giving five to seven years creates a reality that I'm putting myself on a timeline with my with certain aspects of my dream because I don't want to get comfortable. You know, there's there's no shame in me telling y'all, hey, you know, yeah, I love what I do, but I don't like doing it in this capacity every single day. Like oftentimes I wish I had a half day actually Monday through Friday I wish I was working a half day I don't want to be spending eight nine hours of my day up here I don't no matter how much I love my job like at this point I'd rather be going home <laughs> like I taught two classes this morning you know sent off some emails I'd rather be going home or if I had to stay here I would like to just start sending off emails and be able to do some office type work with my students because grading and all of that take time. And I told myself, I'm not taking that stuff home. So if it don't get done, it's not getting done. <laughs> you know, because the work got to have boundaries. So, um, yeah, like if you're out there and you have a dream, you know, you may not have a YouTube channel or a podcast but don't be afraid to like speak your dream, even if it's just to yourself or people that you trust, or even if it's in a journal and you're looking at it every day. And the power in that is that it holds you accountable to something, because if you write it down, if you're looking at it every day, there's no way you can be consuming. This is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm intending. This is what I'm working towards. And your mind doesn't start putting together pieces of how you can make that happen. Like, that's just how our mind works. It's going to start, you know, calculating, okay, what shifts do we need to make to get you closer to what you're talking about, what you want, where you want to go. And I'm all for that. <laughs> I'm all for that. Like, I, I look forward to the day where you know i'm in a whole different position i'm traveling all over the world i can work remotely i'm being asked to teach here teach there all over the world i'm coming in and training dance teachers you know dance academy is thriving and i'm able to look back at a video like this and be like man i said that i called it i intended that like, I, I look forward to that day because I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Like, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind. And the reason there's no doubt is because I think about this stuff every single day. I talk about it every single day. I'm doing the work every single day. And the more, too, that I talk about it, too, it holds me accountable for the work and the way I'm doing the work when I have time to work it. You know, even, you know, to the bear, to the to the practical reality that I'm recording this during the day while at my job. Now I'm on my lunch break. And before when I was recording a video, I was on my planning period. 
So I'm not with no kids. I'm not having them do something while I'm goofing off. But it's like I'm committed to getting these videos done because I do see this as a way that I can get my message out that, that could possibly be another source of income when I build my platform and people are coming and they're attracted to my message and what I have to say and they're being inspired and their lives are changing by the information that I'm giving. Like, so I'm going to put it into work, but I'm getting it in where I fit in. Like, I'm not going to make any excuses of my schedule not ending to like 1030 tonight as to why I can't get these videos up that I intended to get up. So... You know, let that be motivation to you, too. Like, you got to speak it and you got to think about it every day. And you really got to, you know, look at do my habits, does my lifestyle, my current lifestyle, does what I spend my time on, do the people that I'm hanging with, do the activities that I give a lot of my time to, are they helping or hindering me? Are they propelling me towards where I want to go or are they going to keep me here when I look up for the next year? You know, a year from now, am I going to be in the same position or am I going to be different? You know, am I going to have the same opportunities or am I going to have more opportunities? Am I going to have the same knowledge or am I going to have the same knowledge? And for me, if it ain't growing me, it got to go. If it ain't pushing me in another direction, if it ain't challenging me, it got to go. If it's not intriguing me and in, you know, empowering me in a direction I'm intending to go, it has to go. Because I just like do not like and I'm really scared of not reaching my potential. I'm scared of like knowing that I like seeing in my mind what's possible for me and then dealing with the regret of not even trying like I can't I can't even fathom that sorry y'all I'm opening this computer because I was letting this video upload and I don't know if it's uploading when I close it I forgot that it was uploading <laughs> my bad y'all um but yeah I just can't I can't imagine myself Like, I don't want no regrets. I don't want no regrets. I made a tweet sometime last week. I think it was on Friday. And I was like, I've heard a lot of women my age, like, be so impressed by how much I've accomplished at a young age. And a lot of them say the same exact thing. Like, girl, you doing it. Like, stay focused. Keep doing that. I wish I would have. And then they'll insert things that they wish they would have focused on when they were my age, whether it was because, whether whether they were more focused on like securing a family or a relationship that was sure to come, or whether they was just too scared to go for it or doubted themselves. It'll be either one of those. And it just always remind me yeah, that that's that's one regret I don't want to have. Like I, you know, I can regret some other things, but I don't what I don't want to regret is regret like not doing what I feel compelled in my heart to do and not pursue the dream that I feel like God has given me and shown me it's possible 
even when I don't know how to get there, even when I don't all the way see the whole road, even when I don't know when it's going to manifest, like I live for those moments that's showing me I am living the dream right now and it's only going to continue to expand, but I can't stop because I don't want to have those regrets of looking up and looking at my youth and looking at certain stages and be like, dang, I wish I would have really focused on that. I wish I would have gave that a hundred percent. I wish I wasn't so focused over here and then giving up any part of this. Like, like there are certain aspects, and I've told y'all this before, that make me have be content in my single season because there are certain things I do right now, even with my money, when I'm like, I'll drop my last to go to a conference or something like that. If I was in a relationship or to, you know, go get a certificate or go back to school or go take a class that costs a lot of money, like if I was in a relationship and our finances are one, those are things that I can't just up and do. And I'm not making them type of sacrifices, you know, where I'm willing to sacrifice what I want to do or put it on hold. I'm not doing that for nobody but my husband. And when I say my husband, like not even engaged, like we got to be married. That's just me. That's just my own standard. But no, like we not making them type of, because I don't, again, I don't want them regrets of putting anything on hold for me for a maybe just not happening it's just not happening because it's women every day beautiful women every day who all their business on Instagram and you know they wanted that man so bad and now they wishing that they would have just kept their womb closed you know and I I don't like that for women because women have so much to offer the world to be out here offering the best of themselves to men who don't deserve it and I think sometimes depending on how you were raised and we'll talk about this more because I'm running out of time probably on my camera depending on how you raised a lot of us have to work towards really feeling and knowing that we're worthy and one of the ways that I found that's good for me to work towards it is not to really identify myself by my work but the more that I pursue excellence in my own life the less attractive mediocrity is to me in a man. The more courage that I have to demonstrate in my own life, the more being timid and weak and not having any sense of direction is unattractive to me in a man. The more that I move with purpose and intentionality, the more that I sacrifice because I know what I want, the more a lack of focus and direction and a lack of discipline is unattracted to me and a man. Those are things that I tolerated when I was wishy-washy on what I wanted, when I didn't stand firm and I didn't say do or die, this is what I'm pursuing. Those are things that I, that I would kind of waver on and accept. And the more that I pursue what's purposeful for me, and the more I, I stand firm that this gonna happen regardless and I have to do this, the more qualities that I used to just kind of make excuses for in men or even in women in friendships, I'm way less tolerant of it.
I'm way less tolerant. It don't mean I'm I'm not perfect and I don't make mistakes and I don't give people the benefit of the doubt, but it just means that even if at first it looked like you're getting over, once I come to myself, it's like, eh, you know, so, you know, if you're anything like me and you've had to work to worthiness and you have to work to find self-love and you you know, have to work to know your worth and really work to have standards. To me, one way of doing that is really pursuing your goals with a level of uh, relentlessness and being unapologetic about it and really focusing on you. Put the focus all on you and understand that when you focus on the things that are growing you, on the things that are healing you, on the things that are you know, really expanding your life in a positive way, everything else that you want is going to flow to you and attract to you and stick to you like a magnet. Like you're not going to have to hustle and grind for it or beg for it or tell people who you are, what your worth is. They're going to know it. They're going to see it. They're going to smell it and see it dripping up off you. So I love y'all so much and I'll see you on the next one.